I'm not going to say we won't see him on Paradise. We won't see him this year, but you know, when they break up, I'm sure he'll go on Paradise for years. But right <laughs> now, we have a break from Blake. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a Bachelor Nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. Name one thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hello, Emily. Hello, Kayla. It is finally almost paradise. It literally is almost paradise. Thank God we are free of this highly anticipated, highly disappointing season of The Bachelorette. Well, it's like it started so strong. Like the first few episodes, we were like, wow, like people were roasting Katie, but like I could really get into this shit. And then it just like rapidly went downhill. No, it's true. It was like we, and we were Katie fans and we were excited and she had such a great group of guys. And then we got to like the top four and we were like, how did we get here? Well, we got to the top four and we had a clear top two and a clear three and four. And then the top two quit. So then three and four became one and two. And nobody was more confused than number four, number two, Justin. No, Justin is the MVP because he was the most confused of us all. Um, Justin simply had no idea how the fuck he got there. And like, none of us did either. And then he kept saying like, you know, I felt like I was there by default. We were like, yeah, like we did too, baby. And I feel so bad for him, but we'll get into that. Either way, we're fucking free, and it's almost paradise, so... And it's almost paradise. We're knocking on heaven's door. I can't wait. Like, I just, like, I wish that we didn't live in New York and Connecticut, slash, I wish that it was on a weekend so that we could kick off paradise together. Agree. Um, But, like, we're both working adults in grad school, so, like, a Monday night premiere party just, like, simply wouldn't work for us. Not after the way I behaved after last night. I, I, you all, (laughs) we're recording this the day after because, thank God, I blacked out last night watching this episode. I got so, I went to a friend's house. I I got wasted. I drank so much wine. Like, ridiculous. For no reason, or was there, like, a motive? Just, I mean, just watching the finale. That was the motive. We were just like, this fucking, this sucks. I DM'd Aaron. He responded again. So DMs with Aaron are open, thank God. Oh, yeah, I don't think you've, we've discussed this offline, but I don't think that we've discussed on the pod the the clout that you are gaining with the men from Katie's season. I know, however, I lost some of my clout because I did get a follow earlier this week, and I got the unfollow like the other day you watched it was trey my favorite probably not allowed to say this but he unfollowed me now so it doesn't matter why does he follow yeah, me say it. <laughs> he followed me on instagram because i like re- i like did a reaction to one of his stories and then he followed me and i was like i'm living my best life we're gonna be best friends and then i was nervous to post anything because i was like okay he's gonna see my story and realize like he fucked up and then unfollow me he, he, at first he didn't he watched my story he didn't unfollow me the other day I checked. He has unfollowed me. It was like a nice four days that I had. Well, it was, it was disappointing to say the least. However, more importantly than that, Aaron and I's DMs are open and, and I respond to his stories frequently, especially after a single sip of wine. 
even if you like weren't an Aaron Stan this season the way that we were, he's honestly my favorite follow from Bachelor Nation. Hands down, him and Kit from Matt season yeah. are my two favorite follows from yeah. Bachelor Nation. Aaron's stories, we posted one to our story. And if you guys didn't see it, it was someone asking him in a Q&A if him and Thomas are good. And he, his only response is just like, well, Thomas is my mortal enemy and you're never really good with your mortal enemy. And then he's like silent. And he's like, if I see him and he brings his sword, I'll vanquish him. Like, End of story. <laughs> I was like, that's what, what I the say fuck? To him in his DMs. I literally DM him all the time. And I'm like, you're so funny. Like, it's so stupid, but I, I like cry laughing watching his stories. There's, he's so funny. He's and really funny. He's, like, honestly, my favorite Bachelor Bachelor Nation follow, like, possibly ever. Like, I'm obsessed with him. So, DM'd him again, and I was, like, in my Uber last night, like, just, like, your stories just take me out, man. XOXO, love you, King. And he was, like, thanks, <laughs> with, like, a smiley, like, blushy smiley emoji. Thanks, <laughs> like, King. Best he's, friend. like, it's like you're the best king because like try to keep it kind of sarcastic because I'm not like I'm not trying to be thirsty even though I'm very thirsty um yeah, you're not trying to like life. send your number in his dms as no an intro. I'm trying to be as he and Katie were bestie vibes only so I'm like hey like what's up um and I don't know I'll let you know how it goes I'm gonna keep doing it while he's on paradise honestly let's Great. just end the episode here um we talked about everything we That's needed it. to uh the episode happened it was fine I guess we should get into the actual episode and and we'll say the most important thing first that Tasha and Caitlin looked absolutely sickening like, like how dare Tasha host this show which is about other women potentially finding love when she's just an absolute radiant ethereal earth angel in a room and like how could anybody look at anybody but Tasha? I literally said that while watching to my friends. I was like, I would hate being the bachelorette because she would eat me up. Like she just looks so good all the time. Except her, like Katie is beautiful. Her final, but rose, like, her final rose outfit was questionable, magician vibes. But other than that, <laughs> she always looks great. So yeah, they but look even amazing. the magician, even the magician vibe was legs for days magician and, vibe. And also, like I feel like honestly, on TV it didn't look as bad as it did photographed. Like it looked really yeah. weird in pictures. But like when I was watching it, I was like, oh okay. Like it didn't, it didn't. I didn't clock it until I saw pictures yeah. after, and I was like, that was very, that was a choice. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, they look like the Barbies of my dreams. I'm like, God, like just a stunning, amazing, immortal. Also, um, audience is back for the first yes. AFR in a while. We have a live audience, um, not masked live audience, which Delta variant is like here to take over our lives as we know. But AFR did film three weeks ago, which is like right before the Delta variant started to take yeah. over our lives. Like it was that really sweet spot of time where we were like so close to precedented times. Yeah. And then- like they took it away. So now if there's an AFR for paradise, it's definitely going to be like masked AFR for paradise. But like, that was just like a golden window of time where we were like so naive and like thought that it was ending. We thought that we were chilling and so did the bachelor and then sneaky surprise came, but they got all the important stuff out of the way. I mean, like they they filmed paradise, they filmed this and now they're filming Michelle now. So they have, they'd already gone through the like quarantine bubbling. And yeah. So you know, that's great. So anyway, yeah, they look amazing. And so we get, we're doing a little back and forth. We're doing, you know, 
commentary to episode commentary. I liked episode. this format. I did too. I found it much more engaging. I found it like if we had had to watch the whole episode and then get a Justin after the final rose, like way later, I'd be like, we don't care about this anymore. Like, I'm sorry. I don't I like care. like how they treated Justin like he wasn't the runner up. Like they fully put Greg's hot seat after his, which has simply never happened. They, and it makes sense because Greg was a much more intense situation, right. but they have never put the runner-up's hot seat at the beginning of the episode. And I was like, Justin is just so like irrelevant to the plot. Like, and they just wanted to keep viewers till the end. So that they were like, we got to put Greg late. So everybody watches the whole thing waiting for Greg. Yeah. Because like Kayla, you said, you were like, after Greg, I turned it off. Like I didn't care anymore. I'm sure a lot of people did that. So they were like, we got to get people to watch the whole thing. Because if they put Greg in the beginning, everyone would have been like, well, that's enough. <laughs> we don't care. I host a literal bachelor recap podcast and I couldn't be bothered to watch past Greg. Like I was just like, okay, like Blake and Katie are together. We'll get into that, but like, we'll get into it. But anyway, so the episode portion starts with Katie deciding after like saying she was going to quit last week when Greg left, we start the episode with her deciding that she is going to continue. She wants to have her day dates with both quote, both uh Blake and Justin kicking it off with Blake very purposely kicking it off with Blake right and we they play this like paint water balloon thing Uh, one of their like weirder attempts at a quarantine date like I this one didn't really I didn't love but we did get the bachelor staple of them sitting in a hot tub in the middle of a field hot tub in the middle of nowhere I wrote it down I said hot tub in the middle of nowhere take a shot um it is just without fail I feel like we haven't really gotten that this season but we got it thank god last episode they had to they had to sneak one in a hot tub where it doesn't belong so yeah so they they uh and I feel like the paint date was like an attempt at the Zach and Tasha paint date but it wasn't like it wasn't like as sexy and fun yeah it wasn't like hot it was like fine but the overalls she wore for it were my favorite outfit she's worn the whole season she probably um, picked it. It was probably not Carrie this time. And Carrie, they were like, simply quit on her. And they were like trash overalls that she wore with the purpose of getting messy. And I was like, favorite outfit of the season. Thank you. Yeah. So um, we get into the hot tub and um, Blake and Justin are like obviously curious why Greg went home. Oh yeah, we missed Tasha and Caitlin go and tell them that Greg left and they're both like, what? So confused. Right. So then they're in the hot tub and like obviously Blake is like, why did Greg go home? And, um, this is the, the, I'm actually going to be kind of kind to Blake during this episode in a way that I haven't been, but it starts now with me saying a nice thing about Blake. I really love that Blake let her open up to him about the Greg situation in full detail without getting jealous, without getting possessive, without getting weird about it. Like, He, of course, got insecure, which he ends up talking about in his in the moment, but he didn't put that on Katie. No. He waited until he was away from her to to express those things, but I really liked how he handled this situation. Agree. And she talked about Michael, too. Like, she talked about two really important connections for her, and I like, I really respected his reaction, and that's where we see, like, clear difference between him and Greg, because, like, Greg couldn't handle the format of the show, which is normal. But, like, Blake was able to handle the format of the show and even, like, hear about other guys and not 
project it and not be insecure about it, at least not to her. And of course, like, there's the like hesitancy of like, well, she's not over Greg. This is pointless, whatever. I get that. But like, he he just heard her out. And it's like, who else is she going to talk to about this? I mean, obviously she has Tasha yeah. and Caitlin, but like, it's when you're with a partner, when you're dating someone and something mildly inconvenient happens, the person you want to talk to is your partner. So that's like, I'm sure she, she wanted to talk to him about it. And it, it proves like they're very, they're open with each other as much as we haven't seen that at all the entire season. And, and this, this conversation was so nice to witness because I feel like this is part of what attracts Katie to Blake is this openness and this whatever, because she's talked about it before. She's like, he's very open. He's very compassionate and all this stuff. So these are clearly traits of his that she has seen before, but for some reason as an audience, we haven't. Um, until this moment. And I really, I really liked getting to see that side of Blake. And I really wish that we had seen more of that side of Blake this entire season or on Tasha's season or with Claire, like ever. Because even Tasha and Claire, Tasha and Claire have both talked about Blake Moynes being a great guy, but like, we have literally never gotten to see it. It's so, it's so frustrating, especially because I think this episode, they tried to give him such a hero edit, which is great because of course we want to like the guy she ends up with, but why didn't they give him this the whole season? They focused so much on making Greg the favorite and making him like so likable to become like a quote unquote villain that they didn't even give Blake like the time of day to be like, hey, yeah. this guy's going to be important. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys have been listening to, like, our episodes of Katie's season, you know that we read a spoiler about Blake a long time ago, which we never spoiled on the podcast, but we mentioned that we had seen spoilers. So we've known, the two of us have known that the spoiler was that Blake won for a long time, and that was something that was really confusing to me as we were watching the season, because usually if you know who the winner is, if you have it spoiled, you start to see patterns in the way that they're edited, the way that they're portrayed, because they want to be liked, whatever. So as we were watching the season and we just weren't seeing any of Blake, I was like, he can't win. Like maybe reality Steve was wrong. Like he can't win because they're not making us like him at all. Right. So weird edit. Very weird. And I still, I'm not a Blake fan. Like we know this, Um, like water is wet. Emily's not a Blake fan. We get it. I, but that being said, like, I just, I feel like his edit was weird and I don't think it was his fault fully. I'm like, honestly, like I might've liked you more if they had just, edited you better like they just didn't give you anything yeah it was so. also like when he and katie posted their first pictures together last night like people were commenting on his post like big people in bachelor nation like love you dude like so happy for you and i was like he's clearly well liked within the community yeah i, I just i don't know i get a weird vibe from him but Whatever. he does tell her that he loves her on his yeah. date and he makes the i love you thing he's so um he's so mature about it. Like, he's like, I don't take this word lightly. And he says, I would never say I love you and then leave because like, who does that? Um, <laughs> and he's, but he's very mature about it. He's understanding. And I think it made him more understanding of Katie's decision to not tell anyone that she loved them quote unquote for the next five seconds. Um, yeah. not tell anyone she loved them because he also takes that word very seriously. Um, yeah, well, we'll get into Katie and her use of the word love as we talk about the Greg stuff too. But like Greg was clearly her winner. Like Greg was clearly her front runner. And what was so confusing to me is I agree with you that I thought Blake had a nice conversation with her. It's nothing to do with Blake for literally once. It's nothing to do with Blake doing something wrong, but. Right. But Katie gives Blake the response 
that if she had just given it to Greg, he would have left. Now, don't get me wrong. Blessing in disguise that he left. Like we, we didn't want, we don't want the two of them together or whatever, but it just was like, I I wonder if she always would have given that response to Blake and not to Greg, or if she learned from the experience with Greg and therefore was scared and therefore broke her own rule and said, I love you, even though she didn't want to. It was this like, I'm between, I'm between those two options. I feel like either she didn't say it to Greg because Blake was the choice and Mm -hmm. we just saw a way different. I mean, they said the edit we saw of Justin and her was like, not even nothing what happened. So it's like, who knows? Like maybe really Blake was always the choice. Like we said, he got a weird edit and like, you know, whatever. And so that's why she never would have said it to Greg. But I actually, I agree. I think it also could be, she panics. She got broken up with twice as the lead. Like you don't think you're going to be, you're going to be broken up with. And especially when you're in your top four and like your top two leave. So I was going to say, a lot of times people self-eliminate, but it's like within the top eight, not like top four. Like, yeah. Right. It's like, people are like, oh, we just aren't compatible. If you make it to like top four, like you think you're compatible. Um, And like, I mean, of course, Michael had a good reason. Brendan last season self-eliminated top three, but like I found his reason to be valid too. Like I just, as the lead, it's hard to take. And I think she might've just panicked and been like, I just have to tell him because like, I can't. So I can't have him quit. Yeah, I can't lose. I can't get engaged to Justin. (laughs) I cannot get engaged to Justin. Although, like, that's kind of my dream. But yeah, yeah. So she kind of panics. She's like, "I fucking love you," and then they like go have their fantasy suite and they bang. (laughs) So first, we see like a little glimpse of Blake's personality that is funny. Like they give him the they give they read the date card that's like should you choose to forgo your individual rooms like stay in the fantasy yeah. suite and then he just goes like yes and she's like yes and he's like yeah I'm in individual rooms yeah and like <laughs> and I'm like okay like he's kind of funny like why haven't we seen any of this so they go to the fantasy suite now I just want to point out they walk into the fantasy suite and it is this like stunning like honeymoon suite like beautiful beautiful room fireplace beautiful bed all the stuff Remember when they put Ivan in a fucking trailer? Remember when they said, Ivan, you get a truck. So fucked up. Sick and twisted. Sick and twisted. Blake Moynes, who would fuck in the back of a pickup truck for his fantasy suite, got the presidential suite. And like poor sweet baby Ivan got a literal trailer. No. I was like, this is a crime. Like literally a crime. The Bachelor franchise will pay. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so they like go to their fantasy suite very clearly like everyone is like who's justin like literally (laughs) if you hadn't already forgotten he existed you did at this point um they go to their oh sorry you go no they that that, that's that on that's that on justin especially because the next day after the fantasy suite uh katie goes to have girl talk with caitlin and they're talking and, and Katie's like, it was the best night of my life. Like talking about like all the times they fucked. And then Caitlin was like, so Justin is still here. Look, that's a direct quote. She says, so obviously Justin's still here. And Katie's like, yeah. Look, like literally even Katie forgot that Justin was still yeah, here. Yeah, Justin forgot he was still there. He woke up and was like, where am I? Um, it was like super like, okay, we get it. She's choosing Blake. Uh, and then also the morning after, this is not important, but the first cut we get is like of a bra on the floor. I was like, 
the horny the, the back to the horny family like it's like she's marrying into the horny family she wanted that 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 like wasn't even them it was just like production when they go to shoot the stuff yeah. in the morning they're just like put a bra on the floor put they're a bra like, on the brother, floor put the brother it's like not even her size like just not the right like not it's just like a triple bra. d cup it's on the ground simply not her bra <laughs> um weird that happened um but yeah so then she's like justin who's justin and then she's like oh i guess i should go break up with him and then they're showing justin like getting ready for the date also honestly justin is not a very good actor I love him. He's my baby, but he's not a very good actor. I'm sorry. It's absolutely storming outside. If you hear that, it's because we're talking about the Bachelorette finale and like, it just has to be abysmal weather. So anyway, Justin's getting ready and he's like, I'm so excited for our day. And But like, ultimately you can tell that he's like, how the fuck am I? Still it's here? also definitely producer prompted like the way that his, cause like, if you're not that familiar with reality TV, maybe this is the only reality TV you watch. I don't know. Anytime you see an in-the-moment interview of a reality TV contestant and it seems like they're just talking to the camera, they're having a conversation with someone. Like, there is a producer sitting behind the camera having a full conversation with them. That's what gets them to look so natural, talking on camera. And then they just cut the producer's side of the conversation. So, like, when you're seeing Justin being like, yeah, I'm excited for our date today. It's because the producer probably literally said to him, are you excited for your date with Katie today? Like, right. But I, I even mean like after this and his reaction and then his interview, like the whole thing, I'm like, Justin, I'm just not buying any of these reactions, baby. I'm going to be honest. And so even his excitement was canned. I was like, I just don't think he's excited. I think he's like, why am I here? So she like breaks up with him. Simply, honestly, First of all, her side part was a lot in, at this point. It was a lot. It was a deep side part. Like, that's what I used to do in, like, the eighth grade when I wanted to have a side bang. It was a lot. And just, Katie's beautiful. We talk about this. We talk about her fashion. We talk about her style. We shit on it. I know. It's mean. She's very beautiful. The reason that her style is disappointing is because she's beautiful. This conversation, I was like, Justin, you are too sexy. <laughs> to, be, to be going through this right now he is he is so hot and he's like sitting here I'm like this is kind of ridiculous like honestly it's like comical I'm like she does it like it's her styling it's not her it's her styling yeah fully. but I was like this is a very interesting dynamic like two people that you would not expect to be together right um, so then we, we eventually see his like hot seat whatever at AFR it's like nothing. It's a big nothing burger. They bring Katie out and Katie's like, he says he felt like he was there by default. She's like, that's not true. And then Katie or uh, Caitlin rather is like, there, it's clear there's so much respect between the two of you. And like, yeah, yes. But also they just have nothing to talk about. Like they, yeah. they didn't work out. They don't have any beef. There's nothing to talk about. There was like, he did his kind of like fake crying thing or like maybe real crying, but I, it felt fake to me. Um, yeah. He's not Meryl Streep as Greg would say. Um, so he was like kind of doing this weird, I was like, I don't believe this. I just don't think that he's that sad. But then they, the best part of the episode happens, which is that they show a montage of Justin's funny faces. And that was for me specifically. The best um, part of I the actually episode. told them that they had to. And it made my day. I cried laughing. Again, I was very drunk at this point, but it was so funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him for that alone. Like the value of his facial expression. Paradise. Top fucking notch. Yeah, truly. So, I can't fucking wait. But yeah, so we get the montage of Justin, short and sweet. That's it. Justin's gone. So now we have like two and a half hours left of Blake. 
basically. And then the great confrontation that we know is coming. It's so, yeah, we've got a long, long way to go. So um, luckily I didn't care about the last 25 minutes, but um, Blake, we see that Blake is going to go meet Katie's family. He's aware that he's the only guy left, which I think is rare. They're like, like last season when uh, Matt sent Michelle home, Rachel had no idea she was the only girl left. Like, and Blake was like fully aware that Justin wasn't there anymore. So they show Blake going to meet um, Katie's mom and her aunt. And we see him walking up the way. And like, they literally went to like, they went to Costco. They bought him some flowers and they were like, go give these to Katie's mom. They were in this like ugly yellow grocery store plastic. Like they, they couldn't have gotten him any, no wonder they were so skeptical of him. They gave him like grocery store flowers. Yeah big yikes on that one um oh and then and then he doesn't even say hi when he walks in his her mom like goes to hug him and blake just like a fucking doofus goes i brought you flowers and chocolate uh do you want them now he's like say your name like your name i wish i were there with like cue cards like it says hi i'm blake just say it this is like so crazy to me so like we said he my god like my apartment's about to fall down because we're literally talking about blake and it got louder it was like like longest thunderstrike of all time me talking about blake so the thing with this that's so interesting is like we said he knew he was the only guy left so this should have been probably the easiest meet the family that we've ever seen on this show because normally the reason that they're kind of hard or awkward is because you're like oh i'm meeting the family but so is and they like the other guy more and i don't want them to like him more and like that puts a lot of nerves on it he like knew he was it and it was somehow still the most stressful thing I've ever watched because Katie's Katie's <laughs> aunt Lindsay is a character um, is which is generous um so I love her I, I love her she was <laughs> that was a lot Robin like she was doing a lot um it's like her so Katie's mom and her aunt very you can tell right away you know where Katie gets her girl bossification from. She's got girl boss mom, girl boss aunt. And big, 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 big MLM Monat salespeople vibes. Yes. Like they, <laughs> hey, beauty boss, babe. Like that's the vibe I get talking to women and then talking to men. They're like, burning fiery hell. Um, and so. Which, which to be fair, is also your vibe. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I just think she like, she goes in just with the for the kill immediately and everything Blake says she's like mm, that's cute but that's not how it works and like and now to be clear we're talking about her aunt not her, her mom her, yeah, mom, her was, mom was easier but her mom I actually thought her mom started strong agree because she, Blake was saying how he wanted to like impress them or whatever and her mom just goes the last thing you need to do with three independent females who can take care of themselves is for you to come in here and build yourself up to try to impress us and I thought that was actually like a really yes. strong way to start of like you don't need to impress us like we just want to like you for you like right. Katie's not dependent on you so therefore we don't need to we don't need to see that you can take care of Katie Katie can take care of herself we just want to like you right so I thought her mom started really strong it's the aunt that went a little she yeah she went the, aunt, the aunt took the point and right. she just stretched it and stretched it and stretched it. Yeah. Like the mom, she did make a good point. And she said to Katie, she's like, we don't rely on men for our need, whatever. Yeah. Great. I love that. I think it's great. I think her mom is very like independent woman vibe, but also like, I think not like how my mom would be probably, but like just the, the like 
we don't have you don't have to impress us if she likes you we trust her enough that like we will like you right that's how my parents would be it's like if you're happy we're happy like as long as it's not concerning red flags everywhere so yeah so the mom like makes good points and then aunt Lindsay is just a a sniper and she's like (laughs) sitting outside with blake and they're talking and she's like so you, well, first they're inside, I guess, and they're asking what he does. And he's like, well, I'm unemployed and I'm about to be more unemployed. And we're like, great start, Blake. And then um, they go outside. He goes outside with Aunt Lindsay and she's like, you know, how are you going to make this work? You live in Canada. And he's like, like, obviously things he hasn't thought about super thoroughly, but like they were too busy boning in the fantasy suite. So they clearly didn't talk about it. But he was like, we're just gonna make it work. And she was like, that's cute, but that's not how marriage works. Marriage is hard. And then she's like, you are nothing. She says to him, she's like, you don't matter. Which to be fair, he is nothing and he doesn't matter. To be fair, I only only enjoyed this because it was Blake. I was like, also Greg would have wet himself if this were- Like imagine her saying this to Michael A. We would be going to war to fight Aunt Lindsay. Oh my God. I totally would. And like, I didn't like, like I found her behavior inappropriate, even though I don't like Blake. I was like, this is a lot. Like my family would never do that. They would be like, nice to meet you. You seem fine. Like they would ask questions, but like, especially also for them, he was the only one that they were meeting. It wasn't like they were meeting two guys. So they're like skeptical, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, what like she was just doing a lot I got the intent behind it because I think the intent behind it was what Katie's mom was doing but the um execution I was like why are you trying to be scary like it's just the apple does not fall far from the auntie tree because it's exactly what Katie does to Greg and AFR she had good points the root of it was good but she was just fucking mean about it for no reason like the things that her aunt was saying I agreed with like her saying like the thing that fucking killed me though, and I thought was so funny, was she was like, um, "What made you want to go on this season after you flunked out of the last one?" Iconic, so funny, like so funny. But and that's like a funny to- joke. Like if someone said that to me and I was on for another season, I would think that was funny. But like, right. so it's like she had good points, and like she, you could tell she was doing it out of of care, right? But it was like she was just so unnecessarily mean sometimes. But some of the stuff she said, I was like, good, someone needs to roast his ass. I think it's important to ask questions. I'm not, I don't, I don't mind that. I just felt like the, she was very condescending, like about marriage and about being like, well, I know more than you and all this shit. It's just like, just just ask your questions, like try to get answers. You you can ask follow-up questions if you're not getting the answers, but like, it was a lot. And he was like, okay. And then he goes very, in a very Blake way. He says, I don't know what to say to please her because Blake only thinks about what to say to please people instead of what he actually wants to say ever. But um, I did agree with him agree that with it him. felt like there was nothing he could say oh, that would have made her not roast him. 100%. A 1000%. Yeah. I agree with him. It was just an interesting thing for him to say because he's Blake and he always says things to please people. Like I, fe- yeah. I felt like that with Katie a lot this with him talking to Katie this season so I was like when he said that I was like intrigue because that's like his whole brand is like I want to say what's right honorable mention I I agree um I think that's been a running theme with him is that he wants to say things that he thinks are the right things to say um but honorable mention behind you flunked out of the last one for my favorite thing Aunt Lindsay said 
um, was when he says, I mean, Katie and I are just so similar. And she says, like, what? You also have a vibrator? Pissed myself. Oh so my funny. God, yes. She's I mean, he probably has an a matching, matching Canada one that his mom got him. Horny mom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Aunt Lindsay, like, I, I'm afraid of her. Like, I'm afraid of her, to be honest. Um, and the other guys would have cried and peed themselves and ran away. I think he handled it the best yeah. that anyone in her top four would have handled it. I think Justin would have handled it fine, but also would have yeah. been like, why am I even here? And then this yeah. bitch is talking to me like I have no brain cells. Like, that is, like it's my well. first honor. Um, so I, like, I think he would have been fine, but, like, that was intense. So props to Blake. And- got through it and clearly didn't phase him that much. And I liked that, uh, I know we've already said that Aunt Lindsay was the one that was too much and her mom was more level-headed about it, but I, her mom was making me laugh like when Katie first sat down and her mom was like, so what makes you want the beard? Yeah. And like, I was like, okay, like she's funny. They have a cute relationship. Yeah. Um, and then we leave the family thing and the next major thing we see is Blake uh, meeting with Tasha. Well, Tasha FaceTimes Neil Lane, okay. And she's like, Neil, I need rings now. I know it's early, but, and I was like, it's not early. This is exactly the time she would have been doing it, but like, whatever. It's like maybe a week early, like, ooh, like, (laughs) oh, wait, so so four days, like, what the fuck? Exactly. So Tasha's like, I know it's early. And Neilane is like, don't worry. I'll overnight six $300,000 rings to you. You know, they were already there in a suitcase, like so unnecessary. Yeah. Neilane just needed some screen time. Yeah, and so they get them to, and I love that Blake was picking the ring from Tasha. I found that yeah. very like. Jason like, Tardick was posting. He was like, um, "We do a lot of weird shit in Bachelor Nation, but picking out an engagement ring with your ex is probably top." <laughs> top the list. This is like <laughs> that's one of the weirdest one. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's it's like it's like Jason and Becca Kufrin go to pick Caitlyn's engagement right. ring. Like it's it's like not like, great. It's fine, but it's weird. <laughs> like it's just okay I guess you know to Blake's credit and I'm gonna give Blake credit again he picked a stunning ring I am not usually a Neil Lane ring fan I think they're too flashy and too much but he picked like the perfect ring for her it's like it's like big it's flashy but it's not tacky like he he picked a good one he picked a good one he did a good job and like she said she's like it's it's the perfect ring that I would want and he had six to choose from that I'm sure she already approved before the season started because whatever but like it's fine so um he picks the ring from Tasha, and then we go to engagement day and I'm not gonna lie I didn't know if it was gonna happen at first because Blake seemed very hesitant and his hesitation came from how upset she was about Greg leaving and he was like I don't know if if I'm ready to get engaged to someone if I don't feel like she's 100% in it and like maybe we just need to date you know whatever and then Katie goes ahead and proves why he should be scared when we go into AFR. But yeah. um, um, we forgot to talk about their weird energy healing date with the energy healing demon. Um, oh, I literally skipped which, over it because I thought it was so stupid. I wrote so no weird. I didn't pay attention at this point. I barely knew what was happening. But also, who are we more afraid of, the demon or Aunt Lindsay? Please comment. I would like to know. It's close for me, actually. I think it depends on the day. Um, but yeah, that shit was weird. It was like, heal your was weird. Also, here's a demon. Like, oh, great. That's going to heal me. So anyway, that happens. Proceed. <laughs> Back to proposal day. 
back to proposal day there was a weird energy demon and then i saw i think it was the bachelor posted like a meme that i shared on my personal story that was like imagine if this is your first episode of the bachelorette it's like them standing in front of this like energy healing demon and a friend of mine actually dm'd me last night it was her first episode of the bachelorette she ever watched it was because her roommates wanted to watch it so she watched it and she was like very confused about both aunt Lindsay and the energy healing demon and all I have to say to you is, yes, it is always like this. No, this is not, this is not out of the ordinary. That's, this is what the franchise is like every week. So every week we see this shit and every week we think it's so dumb. And every week we record this silly little podcast yeah. and every week we persevere. They just keep going. So anyway, proposal day. Yeah. Blake is like, we very hesitant and we're like, okay, so he's not going to propose. Um, uh, if I were him, I would not have, I would not have either. I think that they just could have dated. I think that it's silly that they got engaged, frankly, mm-hmm. but whatever. I, yeah. So he's like showing up. I lo- her dress was fine. I hated the pattern, but the color was great on her. And the cut was great on her. The cut was, yeah. Oh, super flattering. It's yeah. just like, it was like a weird, there was like weird animal print thing happening. I was like, it could have just been a solid green and I would have loved it. I think the cut was yeah. great. The color was great. Like it was, it was so, it was there. So I'm not going to roast it. It was there. It was the best thing I've seen her wear. Anyway, she looks, she looks stunning, but I didn't like the pattern. doesn't matter. Either way. So she's like waiting. He's like, I don't know what I should do. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I was like, if if he does not propose to her, Katie will kill herself. Yeah, she's like been through the fucking ringer. So then they're standing there. She, he's like, I need a second. She starts talking first, which is weird. And then he's like, I don't want to put you through. Or like, I don't even know. He's like, I can't give you what you want or something. And I was like, oh, fuck. He's like literally not going to propose right now. And then he waits like eight fucking minutes and then he gets down on one knee <laughs> and he proposes and she's like oh my god and then she it was cries. definitely like producer prompted to be like make her yes. think you're gonna end it right <laughs> say something conspicuous yeah like act like you're gonna break up with her um super weird and then but he does propose gorgeous ring she's so happy that it seems they're like quote-unquote so happy they're both with each like each of them are with their third choice so it's like fine i'm sure <laughs> So um, it's like they're happy to have had to have gotten the opportunity to stop at three and not right. have to go to their fourth and fifth choices. Right. Like it could have yeah. been. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I'm happy that Blake is the winner because then I don't have to see him on Michelle's season. Yeah. So they get engaged and they both seem a little bit like we're engaged and like the light inside them is dying. But everyone's like, oh, like we get to get married. Now we're going to get married. I'm like, okay, you guys seem thrilled. Can so that imagine though like the prize not the marriage like the wedding yeah like the wedding seems like a nightmare and yeah. I just I can't imagine going on a reality tv show and having the prize be planning a wedding no like, like at least on survivor they win a million dollars like yeah well I've said this before I'm like you go on a reality show and the prize is getting engaged like lamest shit ever like oh I got a <laughs> I got a I went on tv and all I got was a boyfriend like that is so fucking lame um frat party you can get the same walk outside anyway yeah whatever they're engaged and then we're finally finally about to get the greg confrontation the long-awaited much anticipated greg conversation only reason anyone tuned in the greg conversation literally um and i gotta say right off the bat taisha and caitlin are like greg do you got any regrets and he's like nope and then 
Katie comes in hot. She yes. storms in, like literally stomping brushes, her feet. Yeah. Brushes by him, doesn't hug, sits down. I do doesn't want- greet, oh. doesn't anything. Nothing. This was filmed like three weeks ago, like we said, which means she had probably watched the episode like two hours before this. So yeah. it was fresh. That's not a defense because her behavior was, I mean, the same as his behavior last week. Uh, yeah. And it was not good. But she had just watched it. It was very fresh, clearly. And um, and I was pissed because he was like, I'm not, I don't regret anything. And I was like, it would have been really easy to just be like, you know, I don't regret leaving. I don't regret whatever. I regret the way I spoke to her a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, it wouldn't have been hard to be like, I got a little too flustered. Now, I'm not defending Greg because I think he should have regrets. That being said, I don't know that this episode, because this episode only aired on TV last week. So I don't know that he had gotten to see people's reactions to the way he behaved yet. Now, I'm not saying that he should need a million people weighing in in order to know that he behaved poorly. Like he should be able to just recognize he behaved poorly. But at the same time, it is reinforced that you behaved poorly when millions of people on the internet are telling you that you did. Right. And I feel like he didn't, hadn't seen the audience reaction yet and therefore maybe didn't know just how egregious it was. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying. But you're right. It's like sometimes it does take feedback to be like, oh, I was in the wrong. And unfortunately, because it's like, yeah, in a perfect world, I think if Greg were the hero that people still want to make him out to be, he would have acknowledged without critique. Like I think he could have said, hey, it still wasn't right. I don't need millions of people to be telling me it wasn't right for me to know it wasn't right. That being said, like he's a man and he's clearly not super in touch with his emotions and he clearly doesn't know how to internalize things. So like, Yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised that he like, needs an audience reaction to understand that he's kind of a dick so yeah. <laughs> anyway so yeah but Katie like storms in and then she's trying I think she's trying to have like her Claire Crawley a bad like, bitch moment. yeah like a yeah. girl boss moment but it was just so poorly handled the best her her being angry is very valid because his behavior was upsetting he was being manipulative. He was, he was like, she says, I don't think you know what love is. I think she's right. I don't think he does. But yeah. <laughs> she was like, t- like zero to 60 so fast and was doing the same thing he did to her, not letting him talk, not fucking hearing it, just like, yeah, blowing past and- all of it. And it's like, you're allowed to be mad. But the best thing she could have done was be like, you know what? Your behavior was really upsetting. I'm happy now though. So like, whatever. That would have been girl boss. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, like that, that would have been boss babe vibes. Like gaslight but, gatekeep, gatekeep girl boss, baby. But like. Yeah. No, did, I agree with you. definitely did the first two. Uh, I agree with you. I also think the thing is that when this episode aired last week, Anyone with half a brain left it being like they were both in the wrong, but I think the way that Greg spoke to her was not great. And and Katie definitely came out on the quote winning side of that. But then she took that and she threw it in the fire and threw away any credibility she had by acting like an absolute child this week. And like, I get it. Like 
I, I get having feelings towards an ex that are not pleasant, even if you are moved on, even if you are in a new relationship, but I don't even like Blake Moynes and I felt really bad for him last night, standing in the wings, having to watch that because it's very clear that she's not over it. And she can get up there and be like, it literally was so middle school girl when she was like, when Greg left, so did all my feelings for him. No, the yeah. fuck they didn't. You're sitting like, here for someone who's over it and in a new relationship. You seem pretty fucking pissed. You like, meet in bed and threaten to quit for a day, baby. Like your feelings didn't right. leave with Greg. Even if you're over it now, allegedly, like it wasn't that quick and that's okay. Like that's a normal human reaction to being spoken to that way and broken up with that way. Yeah. Like nobody would also just, just get over it. But like the fact that you feel the need to be like so defensive and so like I'm so over it like it's not even funny and it's like well the fact that you're even saying that you clearly are not over the it energy that it had was just like we've talked about this before with Katie but the energy it had was like girl showing up to high school in cookie monster pjs and yelling at a boy in front of her locker so the whole hallway could hear like yeah. that was the energy that it had and it just was like so cringy to watch. I felt really bad for Blake because that was the reason he was hesitant to get engaged was because right. of this. Right. And I was like, you're just proving his hesitancy correct. Like right. it just, ugh. it just, it makes me sad because I think also it's like, I've, first of all, I have a terrible tumultuous relationship with one of my exes. And if I ever saw him, I, I think I would have Fight a on very, time. very interesting conversation with him. That being said, like, this was the most also i'm i am i'm far enough removed from that situation that it's not going to be a yelling thing it's just going to be a i have a boundary please don't speak to me like that's it that's what adult that's what like relationships are when you're an adult this isn't the way that you like handle it i just feel i feel like she wanted to have such a like hero moment and be like look what a bad bitch i am like I'm so, I'm so strong and independent. And it's like strength and independence honestly would have looked like you actually being like, I'm strong and independent without you. That being said, I'm not excusing your behavior. I do think it was bad, but we communicate in different ways clearly. And like, I'm glad that it wasn't you. I think that that was a red flag. Like whatever, I but I'm happy. I agree. You and I are and also I two happy. people who've been in years of therapy. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we communicate this way. I don't know. I'm not saying she is or she isn't, but I think the way you and I communicate comes from years of therapy. Um, I think she wanted her, like, like you were saying, her Claire Crawley, like, because I didn't settle for men like that moment, because like, that's the like, betches put it on a mug moment. And it just felt like she was like reaching for something. And it just was, so awkward, so uncomfortable to watch. Greg did not come out of last week looking great. And she just redeemed him a little bit because oh. everyone just watched him get sit there and get roasted. And honestly, the best thing that Greg could have done for himself was exactly what he did and sat there and take it because it made him look like a victim, even though he's not, but it was the best thing he could have done for himself. Yeah. And I think he was taken by surprise, but yeah, all this did was give ammo because the if you fall i hope you do uh the black bachelorettes who is like my favorite bachelor me too uh, account ever and they have great posts about greg and they're very much they feel the same way we do they're they're very team he's an actor like fuck you <laughs> um yeah. but they uh they call them the fans and defenders of greg the grippo girls and they <laughs> their captains they say 
I don't want to hear it, Grippo girls. Like, don't even comment on this. We don't want to hear it. We're not arguing it. And all that Katie's behavior did was give the Grippo girls ammo right. against her to be like, did you see how poor and defenseless he was? She was so mean. And it's like the, it's cognitive dissonance. Cause I'm like, did you not see how he acted to her last week? Like you're, yeah. you're calling her behavior mean. He did the same thing. The They're both wrong. It's, we live in a world where like, I think that they can both be wrong and stupid and we can be like, I don't like either of them. Bye. Like, <laughs> like, right. And instead, I also, oh, people want to choose. No, people just want to choose sides so bad. And especially the, the Greg stands, the Grippo girls, they're like, we love Greg. Greg is the next Tyler Cameron. We want Greg for Bachelor. I'm not watching it if he's the Bachelor. I'm sorry. This podcast is going on hiatus. <laughs> like, well, literally, because I, I was seeing a post going around about how if Greg was the Bachelor, people would stop watching for a season because he did show, again, we are not saying that Greg is an abuser. We're not saying that he has a history of that, but we are saying that he showed extremely narcissistic and abusive tendencies tendencies tendencies. manipulative tendencies that often lead to emotional abuse again I'm not saying he's ever done that I'm saying he displayed alarming tendencies that I would not want to watch an entire season of women compete for in a partner um that being said also about the uh Black Bachelorettes if you guys don't follow them follow them but um, they made a post today about white feminism in Katie's season of The Bachelorette and such a good Instagram live video. Go watch it. If you're not familiar with the Black Bachelorette's page, they are the same girls that made um, a video when all the Rachel Kirkconnell stuff was going on during that James season. They made a video that went extremely viral um, talking about why that behavior was so upsetting. I think that's really what made their page kind of take off was because so many people saw that video and found it extremely helpful and informational. So go watch the video where they talk about um, white feminism in this season. And what I love about it is they have a good relationship with Katie. Like they communicate with Katie on her posts and they still called her out. And they were like, this is why, like we appreciate Katie's willingness to listen and be an ally, but these are the things we found alarming in her season. Like they are such a good follow. If you actually for anybody, there's a good follow for anybody go follow. (laughs) It is so freaking funny. They posted the Greg starter pack. Yes. It's so fucking funny. I mean, it's sad. It's really sad, but it was so funny. I was cracking up. Anyway, enough about the Black Bachelorettes. They're amazing. Go follow them. Um, But they share a lot of the sentiments we do with Greg because it's like, also, I don't want to see people compete for him because I don't want to watch him be like a narcissist and kind of manipulate the whole season. I also just don't want him to be rewarded in general for his behavior. I think it's ridiculous when we do this to people with people. Everyone did the same fucking thing with Rachel Kirkconnell. Everyone's like, and I don't care about her Everyone rewards them. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about her. I don't want to talk shit about her. I, I can't speak to the growth she's had. Like, fine. I acknowledge it. They're together. She's with Matt. So like, I'm sure that some deep and important conversations happened. That being said, she, her follower account did the same thing Greg's did. Like, as soon as people found out she was like problematic, her follower account like doubled. Like she gained so many yeah. followers and the same thing has happened with Greg. And it's like, can we just, even if it's just for a second, and I'm not asking you to cancel. I'm not asking you to say you're canceled, it's over, I hate you forever. But why do we have to reward? Why can't we just be like, hey, let's get some accountability here. Like, yeah. why do we have no, to I reward agree. instead of holding people accountable and being like, hey, I really wanted better from you. Especially with Greg, it's like, I wanted better from you because you were such a front runner. I mean, 
with I felt the same with Rachel and I feel like people did with Rachel and I feel like that's why we've seen kind of a great character arc of Rachel like yeah like I think at this point people held her feet to the fire people forced her to do the work I do think that from what I've seen of Rachel on social media I think she is a good enough person where she probably would have done that work regardless but I think we as a society held her accountable and that's why she did the work versus like we're rewarding Greg's narcissism by saying he should be the bachelor nobody was coming off of Matt James season being like Rachel Kirkconnell should be the bachelorette right like Like, people were commenting shit like she deserves better than him this was the worst most ridiculous whatever it's like oh my god like please read a book but with with Greg it's just it's it's I hate it I hate it and I think it's harmful to impressionable young people because it's a lot of young girls who are just like I love Greg so much I defend him till I die and it's like this is the grippo girls they have a grip like on society on vaccination (laughs) so I just worry I'm like this is not an example and the only thing that Katie said I think that was really valuable (laughs) in her conversation with him was like I don't think you know what love is and I was like I don't like because that's not what love is and then you have all these people especially young women around the country watching the show being like but he just loved her I'm like if somebody talks to you like that they do not love you and I really want you to learn that now yeah because I didn't learn it and like I learned I know it now but like I I I had to go through it to learn it I'm like I wish this could be a lesson that we learned from tv we say oh that's not what love looks like I, yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. And I think it's so easy. And I think the reason, like you were saying, like, stop condoning this behavior, stop accepting it from people who are on TV, just because you think he's hot and you're 19, like stop it. Because it's like women like Katie are like, I hate to use it. Cause it's such like a cliche in the franchise, but she is a strong independent woman. Like that is yes. She's made it her brand, but it also is true about her. But even someone like Katie, like fell into his little trap of it and was like literally begging on her hands and knees for him to stay like this behavior is very easy to be manipulated by and so I think Katie as much as she went about it in the wrong way with the way she did it in AFR I love that she didn't chase after him anymore she tried once to get him back he didn't want to and and they asked her if she wanted to go get him back and she said no so I think and the grippo girls were all like why isn't she chasing after him whatever because like that is what allows these patterns of behavior to continue you said it last week I think you said it the best it was like and if she does chase him because at this point we didn't know if she were to chase him all that teaches him is that anytime there's a conflict he can act that way and he will get what he wants so and that's harmful for her and it's harmful for people watching so and it's harmful for any of his future partners to be honest because this is like the behavior it's going to teach him is okay it's like crazy and like the fact that he's gained so many followers and the fact that he has so many people defending him and again like I, i kate in this episode that we just watched like katie was the problem very much so so I don't yeah. mean any of this to be like a defense of Katie's behavior because she behaved poorly at after the final rose towards Greg but like I just all in all that's part of why I'm so fucking happy this season is over because I I was so tired of her by the end because of this like because yeah. of this behavior I was like this is where you lose us dude like we wanted you we rooted for you and then I can't wait for Michelle. I can't I'm wait for so Michelle. Excited. She has to redeem like this. I feel like concept. Michelle is the closest we're going to get to like a Rachel Lindsay season in a while. And I'm really excited for I it. I hope. 
So and Tasha, Tasha was great too. And honestly, so was Jojo. Yeah. Jojo was also great. So yeah, I just hope it'll be great. I, cause I want to like the bachelorette always, especially because I, especially the recent seasons, I, I like the guys a lot. And yeah, then they've cast I, great guys recently. I feel like they, they got kind of fucked because Katie ended up being just like hard to watch. Honestly, by the end, I was like, this is frustrating. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not behaving well. <laughs> and like, I want you to, yeah. because and her whole thing was that she's like 30 and she's mature and she ha- she knows what she wants and all this stuff. And I'm like, but that's not how you act. And Ow. she acknowledged it on social media that she was a little too angry. And she was like, I wish that I hadn't been and whatever. So it's like, like she knows, but it's just, it's hard. Now I unfollowed her on Instagram. I was like, I don't want to see you in like, bye. Well, then maybe you did or did not see this. I gotta, I gotta point it out because- as a social media thirst monster who cares about her social media presence, I'm just here to say, going on this show is an opportunity of a lifetime if you are an Instagram thirst monster. Being the lead of this show, like, why in the world, why in the world was her first post of her and Blake a, like, Hooji app photo with like the Insta size white border around it for his birthday. Like, no, I want a sickening, stunning engagement photo. Like you just found your guy on the bachelorette. Like you're the lead. You're about to hit a million followers. Like I want a sickening engagement photo with the same caption she had, just like a a stunning photo. You could do a swipe through to the ugly pictures because it's his birthday and you want to show the birthday cake. What the fuck ever. But it was it was it looked like it was taken on a home security camera. Like it was so bad. I was like, "What? Who took this? Your cat? Like, like what?" I like respect people that don't care that much about social media. I really do. I wish I was more like them. But I'm like a Joe Schmo nobody who doesn't need to care about my social media because I have like under a thousand followers. Like, if I were the fucking bachelorette. And my like, social media would be popping the fuck off. Like nothing but stunning photos. And you know that they had great engagement photos. She looked great. Like I said, like her dress, that fit of that dress was amazing on her. They both looked nice. I know that there are still shots from their engagement that she could have posted. And like, yeah, sure. and like, honestly, Tasha and Zach are a great example. They never look bad in their Instagram photos. They nope. look they come out swinging every time one yeah. of them posts and they they don't do it a lot either which is like what makes it so spicy because they're like <laughs> like are we even still together yes and then they'll like toss us like a fucking instagram and be like go fetch and we're like we just like eat it up we're like oh my god we love you america's favorite couple um like fuck it like i i i love them so much and then with katie i literally unfollowed her because like, i don't give a fuck in and in addition not to mention Blake's picture that he posted was actually good. I liked the picture he posted of him holding her and she has the champagne bottle and they're kissing. Um, It's horny, but like, I thought it was like, it was a, it was better quality. His editing was a little whack, but it's a better quality picture in general. If she had even posted that because they're pretty casual people and that's like what she wants to post, whatever. I w- it wouldn't have bothered me. I really thought that his picture was nice. I don't follow him, obviously, but I went to check. Um, <laughs> I don't follow him, obviously. Like, who do you think I am? But, like, even if she had posted that picture, I would have been like, oh, cute. But it was, yeah. like, these, like, low quality from so far away. <laughs> They're both wearing his... He has bangs because he's wearing a birthday hat. Like, he looks 
somehow worse than usual. I just, all around, he looks Amish in it. Something about the hair and the beard. It's just not great. <laughs> I know that there's better ones out there, babes. Anyway. I, I just, so. I can't. Anyway, that I mean, they're together. I didn't watch the last 20 minutes. I shut it off after Greg, but they're together. They're happy. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, the last 20 minutes are just, he comes in, they talk right after she just like rips Greg a new asshole. Blake comes out and they're like, we're so happy and in love. And it's like, oh my God. And he does ask when he comes out, he's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, this was very weird. Um, and then he does, they're like, oh, there might be a surprise after the break. And then after the break, a bunch of people in the audience stand up with boom boxes and that fucking song plays that they danced to and so then they dance to it and they kiss and it's like his surprise for her whatever and like all the audience the audience is like swaying and everyone's like this is so cute Blake Horton nobody loved this more than Blake Hortzman on his Instagram he was like oh my god I was like Blake relax like we get it Blake Hortzman's standing in front of his tv taking a selfie like this with his tv genuinely exactly what it was like you already know the vibes um he was like I was like, Blake, literally nobody cares about this. And then he, okay, so if you guys don't follow Blake Hortzman, which why would you anymore unless you're me and you're just stupid. (laughs) Kayla, like, loving his recaps. We're like, His his handle is Block Eye from that video that, like, what is that even from? It was from that video that was like the kid, the guy taking attendance, the teacher. And he's like, Block Eye, is Block Eye here? My name's Blake. Do you want to go to war, Blocky? And that's why that's his handle so stupid and then he commented on i mean the skit isn't stupid the skit is funny to have it as your handle is stupid and then he commented on blake moyne's post and was like so glad at least one block guy found his lady on this show and i was like he is like firing squad for blake hortzman like that's so fucking annoying i'm like i love him and i will follow him probably till the end of time but like why is he like this um so yeah that's our finale like mama. whatever it's i'm glad it's over i was really just done as soon as michael a left the downhill i tapped out began <laughs> i was like this is enough and so i'm just really hoping we really do host a podcast about something we allegedly love and then talk a lot of shit about it just every week we're like if they made better shit then i wouldn't have stuff yeah, to say like, we started this because we love the franchise so much and then every week we're like so we hate this franchise and well, I we started this podcast and then we recapped some of the worst seasons ever oh yeah oh, <laughs> we, to defend us fully the worst and i think our first season was tisha she was great yeah and but it started got, with claire but it started with claire but we didn't start the podcast at that point but yeah. either way there was a lot of mess happening and then then we got Matt James, Jesus Christ, what a snooze fest. And then we got this, which was just like, had so much potential and then was like, just trash. I think paradise is going to save us. I think it's going to save our spirits. It has to, I'm law riding on it. So, um, I, especially if it's two nights a week, that's like a lot of commitment for it to be bad. Is it two nights a week again? Usually is. I don't know. I assume it will be. You'll be hearing from us once a week. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> def- we're definitely not recapping. Like, we'll just do one swoop of the two episodes, and that's going to be your recap. Speaking of paradise, we have confirmed now Becca Kufrin will be there. And I read some spoilies where Becca Kufrin is concerned, and oh, I'm going to be unhappy. I, I accidentally saw a spoilie about Becca. Me too. And I am not thrilled about it. 
Um, yeah. Especially because, like, we were just talking about Blake Hortzman. The only timeline I really want for Becca is her getting back with Blake. Like, I know that that's dated and nobody cares, but, like, I care. And that's what I want. So it's annoying if she goes on Paradise and, like, the one time, you know, there's not a Blake there. While we're on our Blake cleanse, you would go to Paradise. How dare you? Also, um, this does make Becca Kufrin. Other leads have gone on Paradise before they were the lead, but this Becca Kufrin will be the first lead to break up with the person they chose on the show and then go on Paradise. So it is an interesting precedent, especially because we don't know. I mean, I don't remember from the original cast announcement if there were, but there's a, oh, Grocery Store Joe was back in Goofy season. Just Joe, yeah. Yeah, but there might be some that come in later because sometimes they make the older people come in later. True. So like- we might get some guys on this season that like Becca Kufrin had on her season, which I think will be an interesting dynamic. It'll definitely be very interesting. Um, I mean, I love her, but I'm like, uh, like the spoiler I saw is annoying. And also I don't really like want her to go on it. I like her as like who she is now. Like don't go on paradise. Um, But yeah, it's going to be, I mean, apparently Kenny just gets ass in paradise. Like, Based Boy on band manager off, Kenny, yeah, there's like, oh, they you didn't see because you turned it off. There's a long paradise preview at the end, it's on their Instagram, so go watch it if you haven't. Um, it's like a two minute promo, and like, it's everybody's always weird. The people Kenny. that it's always weird. The people like that's like when everybody wanted Nicole, oh my god, oh. and she was like, I'm the bachelorette in paradise, and we were like, N- what? Like, it's like that, like, it's the weirdest people. It always is. And so, yeah, Kenny, like, Demi's, like, wanting a piece of Kenny and very confusing. And people are crying. I'm like, why? Like, what is going on? He was so irrelevant when he was on the show. <laughs> Everyone was like, yeah, don't care. He um, was Tasha's season, right? Yeah. He showed up in, like, that camo suit to mental. And they're like, we got to fight over him. And we were like, this is crazy. So, anyway... It's going to be, honestly, I love Paradise so much. I just can't wait. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait. I think it's going to be so messy, and that's what I love. So that's anyway, that. that's that. That's, that's that. another season down. I mean, this is our third full season that we've recapped. It is. Congratulations to us. Um, I really hope it gets better. Oh, I have to share a text I got from a, from a listener. A friend of mine texted me, and it, I laughed, and I said that I wanted to say it on the podcast. She said that having two people that are like similar ages to the contestants host is like when you go to camp and the counselors are 13 and you're 11. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is factual. I was like, you're like supposed to like not be into the counselors. Right. And you're like, you're supposed to like listen to them as if they're like authoritative or like when you're like nine and your babysitter is 11 and you're like, okay, but like, what do you know that I don't know? It Um, like tracks that Blake would have dated his babysitter. Agree. So, totally agree. Like, like it's like in um Crazy Stupid Love. He's like the kid in Crazy Stupid Love with the babysitter. So anyway, I thought that that was hilarious, and I was like, that's true. And so we luckily will get more of them for Michelle. Can't wait to see it. And then, but don't worry, because in the meantime, we get David Spade. Weirdly, (laughs) opening champagne with Kelsey Weir. So weird. Anyway, with that said, we will see you next week. We literally don't get a break. Um. Oh, by the way, if they made it this far, I would just like to welcome um, some new listeners to the podcast who Emily scammed into listening to our podcast because she had another TikTok go viral. She put our Instagram in her TikTok bio. 
And we've actually had like an influx of straight men follow the account. And I know they're only here because of Emily's TikTok, but then some of them have gone so far as to DM us that they have listened to the episodes. So like, welcome. (laughs) Hi, thank you for listening. Um, Also like, scam today before today scams you like I don't know what to say I hope the one that said he wishes that you were his stepsister is listening I do too shout out to that guy (laughs) and I hope all the people that commented same go promptly to hell Um, if you you are here because you followed Emily's TikTok and now you listen to this podcast please go leave us a five-star review leave us a review like I I think you're very hot and sexy if you leave us a nice review and (laughs) I'll make your I'll respond to your DM request if you send me a screenshot of the review you leave and if it's five stars and super nice. And if I'll be me, your stepsister if, if you leave me. Mean, I'm blocking you. So with that said, <laughs> I love I love power and control. Um, <laughs> with that said, even if you're not one of the strange men from my TikTok, please do leave us a five star review. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you don't. Don't insult my podcast. Um, and if you came here because you followed us on Instagram. Welcome, friend. I'm uh, sorry our social media has been lacking for Katie's season, but in our defense, it's because Katie's season was lacking. So we will be um, picking up some steam for Paradise, which excites us. So you'll be seeing more content. I think the memes are going to be really good for Paradise. So <laughs> Me we'll too, and I can't wait have, to post them. We'll definitely have some more meme content. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for another season. I can't believe it's already over. It felt like it was eight years long while also being like two days. I don't know. Here we are. Love y'all. Love ya. After our sixth ball sending. (laughs) See you next week.